We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What is up, everybody, and welcome in to the Backliners podcast. It's Agro and Barracuda as per usual. Here with another great episode of our phenomenal podcast that all of you like and none of you have any complaints about under any circumstances. Um, just wanted to let you guys know that this week's episode of The Backliners is, of course, brought to you by uh, Factor Meals, over all the homies over at Factor. You can check them out at go.factor75.com slash backliners or just use code backliners130 to save, you guessed it, 100 and thirty dollars. Thank you, the Factor, for sponsoring today's episode. Barry, we got some patch oh. notes to talk about. Yes, and I'm we ex- do. I've been excited to talk about this. Number one, to remember everything that's happening um, in this patch. It's so hard to keep it all straight. I'm going to be honest with you guys. Like, we're talking about changes so in like so many different changes in so many different timelines. Uh, you know, not like cinematic, like alternate universe timelines, but like. <laughs> What we're going to do in season 10 and what's going to be going live in the next patch and bonus balance, like all this kind of stuff. A lot of times I kind of get a little confused. Um, so I really like these shows because it helps me remember. Um, and also, yeah, I kind of retweet that. It helps me remember because it's like, what patch are we playing on? What patch are we scrimming on? What patch is live at the moment? Which patch do we play SPL on? Like, yep. Is this god going to be available? It's it's a lot to keep track of. I mean, yours is way worse. But yeah, imagine what you have, but like four yeah. more patches, like that you have to worry about. Uh, it is it has only gotten worse since I've joined the dev side for sure. Nice, uh, but in a good way, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, the 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 other reason that I was excited to talk about these patch notes was because there was a lot of they generated a lot of discussion. Um, you know, clearly based on the reaction from a lot of uh, content creators and the subreddit and Twitter and all that kind of stuff, um, we definitely missed on a couple of things. Um, and, you know, we're never going to be perfect, and I have no problem saying things like that. Um, but I do, I, I did think one thing was interesting, and I wanted to see if you had any thought, potential thoughts on it, because maybe it is just what we were just talking about. There were a lot of people that were particularly upset at the lack of nerfs for some of the top meta items you know items mm-hmm. like glad shield manticore spikes bluestone things like that but we typically don't do meta defining nerfs in main patches those are almost always dedicated in bonus balance um mm-hmm. 
We do occasionally nerf things in full patches, but it is most of the time when something is, you know, uh, just dominating in a way that is super unhealthy for the game. There's always going to be things that are the best. Um, Or it's like paired with other buffs that are supposed to go hand in hand. Sovereignty nerf in this patch being, being an example of that, that it's there. You know, we didn't want to do that in bonus because we wanted to make sure that supports didn't get hurt by losing that consistent HP 5 source. So we wanted to pair it with buffs to Sentinels and Benevolence and, and Warflag and all that kind of stuff. So that is typically when we do those nerfs, is only during bonus. So I was kind of surprised at how negative the, the conversation was about this patch because there weren't these nerfs, but there typically aren't. Now, we it's a whole different discussion on whether there should be nerfs in that kind of stuff. I don't think it's like a... This is how it always has to be sort of rule. Um, but that's been our operating procedure for some time. So I, I don't know. I was just kind of a little surprised. Like, do, as a player, Barra, do you think in that way, like, nerfs are for bonus and buffs are for main patch? Or is that, like, not a commonly understood thread? Because I'm not, like, revealing a secret. This is, we, We've been very open about this for, for a long time. I would say it's not really a common thing in my opinion that most people know about sure um and also i think the community kind of just retweets whatever people say like yes that is definitely not to say like they don't have their own opinions but i think a lot of people are driven by like content creators so if a content creator has a loud voice about something not getting nerfed like it's just gonna like spread like wildfire in my opinion right yeah, I mean, that that's always the case about everything, for sure. But, yeah, I, but yeah, I don't know, it just felt a little odd to me. I, yeah, I, I mean, I didn't really expect them to get nerfed, I guess, because I think of, it feels like more of a recent thing than something that's been happening for a long time. I mean, Grant, I really just started playing Smite again, like, three weeks ago, but mm-hmm. I don't remember Soldier or Gladshield being, like, that dominant beforehand like at the LAN as well um I mean I could be wrong about that but I don't remember them those items like completely running the scene no they got they got buffed I think those actually broke a little bit of precedent and got buffed in a bonus patch if I remember correctly Mm. um okay and like I said these aren't hard and fast rules I'm sure we've done a lot of nerfing in main patches in the past um we've done a lot of buffing and bonus balance uh, occasionally um that was an oxymoron but that is the typical like thing that that we have talked about doing. So uh, th- that amount of like expectation, I guess, was just and was just what caught me personally mm-hmm. um, off guard a little bit. But you know, I, I certainly understand tank metas are typically some of the most frustrating um, for players. Uh, how how? Much do you, as an ADC player, like, buy in to the idea that this is, like, a hard tank meta right now? Honestly, it doesn't really feel like a tank meta. And also, I might be crazy. I probably am crazy. But I have more fun in tank metas than burst metas. Wow. I was about to be really excited about the thing you said right before that. And now you just completely pulled the rug out from all of your your (laughs) credibility with the sentence right now. I should have cut you off, bro. I should have stopped you right there. <laughs> yeah, I just... I don't know, there's something about... Like, the tank metas with more of, like, the slower team fight, Less, like, 
eight hyper carries running around everywhere. Sure. Um, because it makes the team fights, in my opinion, a bit more like structured and a bit more, I guess, predictable is a good word for it. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like I can read the team fight so much easier than like six carries playing their own games and me trying, like, especially in ranked. Like, I have no idea what's happening in a lot of team fights when there's that many like carries and people playing. Not, like, selfishly, but playing their own game, trying to make, like, not, I guess, like, the big play, but just kind of ignoring the things around them just to make their own play, I guess. Right. Um, so I personally like the tank metas, and also I do think those items are strong, but I'm, in my opinion, they also have counters, but I'm not sure for, like, the normal average newbie player if sure. they are, like, buying anti-heal just for soul leader. Right. Like, if Probably you don't not. buy anti-heal then that item feels really strong. If you do, that item doesn't feel that strong. And I agree. I think it's like Beadsing Ares ult. Like, <laughs> I think it's like, wow, that god's like super OP. There's no counter. It's like, oh, there is a counter. It's right here. Like, right. Just, just, we, we, call that, we call that a skill check. Like, it's, it's, yeah. a, it's a thing that you once you've done it, uh, you have significantly increased your chance to win in a way that is not obvious necessarily but Mm -hmm. requires you to know to do a thing um yeah and mobas are this this genre of a million different little skill checks all at the same time um and so it's it's, 10 different players are making in the same game exactly um (laughs) and you know knowledge checking is is a really fine line i think to have to balance on um Mm -hmm. Where you want, if if everything's the same and it's all simple, then there's no point in being creative or knowing what the whole item store does and all that kind of stuff. Not that you need to know the whole item store, but knowing what your options are as your class. Um, but not making it so that if you make the wrong choice, you instantly lose uh, mm-hmm. is like the the fine line that I think um, is is what, in my opinion. Um, most MOBAs go for. Uh, so yeah, maybe maybe Soul Eater is just too much of a skill check item, you know, that kind of stuff. But, you know, obviously we we react very clearly to feedback. We say we react to feedback all the time. We're certainly hearing that amount of feedback. I can't say what, or if anything, we are planning to do. But mm-hmm. um, I did just feel like the, the reaction for the lack of nerfs was maybe more dramatic than i expected you know that I, I expect those things but it was a little bit more like oh uh we are doomed than than i thought we were really we would get not like we are doomed but like the game is in such a terrible spot i can't believe they didn't <laughs> nerf these things like i would i was surprised at how intense that was because Ugh. it's only like two weeks until bonus balance comes out right two or three weeks so it's like it's not even like you have to wait a whole patch cycle and that kind of stuff gets nerfed in bonus all the time if it's as strong as you're saying it is um Mm -hmm. yeah i don't know yeah that's just my take i mean as someone who stays off of twitter like 99 percent of the time and barely ever goes on reddit i wasn't seeing those opinions that much i guess sure um I mean, people were asking me occasionally in my chat, like, what I felt about the patch notes, but I guess when I... I was getting a lot more questions about this patch than normal patches for some reason, so I guess there has been a lot of people talking, like, one way or the other about the patch. 
Yeah, which I, I think it's... a good thing, I don't know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, not in this way, in my opinion. You know, I, I do think that the the general player base is not as happy with this patch as they've been with some in the past, and, you know, that's um, obviously not what we're shooting for, and, and hopefully we can learn from it and make the next patch better. It's like all that we can really do. Um, you know, I don't... I don't think there's a whole lot of good in sitting around being all mad about how no one likes it. Uh, it, it's just not very conducive. So, uh, you know, I'm, it doesn't, it's not what I want to see, of course. Um, but I want our, what we're doing to be what the players want more than I want them to just like whatever we do. So, uh, mm-hmm. think that this, uh, yeah, I don't know. This, this turned into a much longer discussion than it needed to be. Um, Okay, let's talk about the, a little bit about the new map. Obviously, you have not gotten a chance to play on it yet, uh, assuming you nope. didn't play on PTS. Um, but the the scepter is back in the duo lane. Um, some some camp changes over there. Obviously, a bunch of new great art, all that kind of stuff. A lot of changes to like jungle camps and scorpions and solo and all that kind of stuff. Overall, what are your expectations for how this map is going to play differently than the map that everyone has been playing on? Uh, for me, Scepter being in duo side, I already think duo's pretty snowball-y right now, especially with, like, trans and Devo starters. I, I guess with, like, anything in duo lane is pretty, uh, snowball-y. So it's a little scary, uh, if you die to an early gank, or even die to, like, an early mid-gank, and they get Scepter. If the ADC gets Scepter, they're gonna run the lane. Like, that's yep. just what it is. So... I think there will be a lot more contesting around duo side now, which is pretty exciting, honestly, because uh, there's a lot of games where I'm just kind of, like, along for the ride as my team, like, fights over the Forbes, fights over totems, you know, fights over mid camps. And now it's like, hey, guys, you want to come over for the Scepter? Like, <laughs> that sounds fun. So hopefully, yeah. I, I don't know if, like, normal duo games like this, but my streamer duo games and ranked are just kind of, like, there's a party in the duo lane from, like, minute two to, like, minute ten of, like, four-man rotations on both sides. There's a lot of rotating to duo and ranked. Um, so I think that it'll probably make it a bit more snowballing duo, mm. which is a little scary, I think. Sure. Uh, just if if you get behind, if you're, down, if you're down, like, 1k, it's already a little unlucky and then if they get scepter on top of that it's like okay i literally can't 1v1 this guy anymore do you really think that hunters are going to be the ones taking the scepter uh if they're fighting on the other side of the map and the enemy adc already has the lead then yes sure yeah if it's just like up and they're fighting over solo side um I think that's definitely the case, but I think Spinner the... was already taking that scepter. I'll have you know. <laughs> I remember. Listen, we know who's getting it on the Titans, okay? Yeah, I remember. Yeah, we I was know. Like, oh, they gave him the scepter, again. bro. Okay, I remember yes. early this early season nine when I'd be like play. We'd be play testing, and I'd be laning against Lermy and ADC, and she would walk into the lane with the scepter. I'd be like, mm-hmm. bro, come on! Why is yeah, Lermy right. taking this, man? <laughs> Like, every other support takes it. I'm like, yeah, here you go, support. You can have yep, it. Lurmy's yep. like, let's go, baby. I'm locked and loaded. <laughs> that is, yeah, that, that is a tilter for sure. It feels so good in ADC when that thing's, like, clearing your wave for you, clearing the camps, and you're just rotating around so fastly through the jungle. Yep. It's so nice. I mean, I did see that it got, like, 
nerfed a fair bit. Yeah. Um, which is probably a good thing. Uh, yeah. Because before, when the ADC picked it up, like I said, they would just always win. So maybe now you have like some fight back potential. Um, now re- rereading the nerfs. Uh, it's still pretty strong, but hopefully it won't be like, okay, this guy has Scepter, we literally can't do anything around him. I will tell you from playtesting, it is noticeably worse. Like, I'm still okay. really pumped to have it. Um, mm-hmm. As the ADC, or? As any role. Uh, as okay. any role. Mm. But it is definitely not as insane as it used to be. Um, mm-hmm. It is not the primary objective anymore. You know, that was like the primary... There's a, another oxymoron. That was the primary tertiary objective, right? Like, it was below fire and gold. Uh, scepter was, like, the big thing. Now, it's much more about um, the the trebs because that's your, like, gold thing um, by collecting those offerings. But you've got the scepter um, mm-hmm. as well. So, yeah, it, I, I don't know. I think that it's going to encourage a lot of rotations early to duo. I could definitely see, like, levels 14 onwards. No one's really rotating for it, and it's just whoever has the pressure and duo is getting those for free. Um, but I feel like that's not necessarily the worst, because I, I don't know if you agree with this, Barra, but I feel like levels, like, 13 to 18 are typically some of the least, like the least action filled as a as an adc like that's when you've kind of like handshake mm-hmm. the lane you know it, it's either even or one player is ahead the player that's ahead is going to get to do what they want if it's even you're not really it, it's too risky to go for a, a solo kill or um an, a solo invade you're only playing with your team at that point um and that's like you're just kind of resident sleeper farming for like four to six levels. Maybe now this will encourage a little bit more action over there during that time. But, you know, who knows? Yeah, I feel like Jake's just going to come over and take it and then leave. Yep. So. <laughs> well, there's a wave there, too. He might as well get that. Oh, oh you're purple yeah, spawning, too? Well, I'm already here. You, oh, that's just the good si- timing by me. Yeah, yes. like, come on. The side camp's up? The castle camp? Yeah, I mean, I might as well take that. Like, it'll... You actually don't need this purple, do you, Bear? Um, yeah, sorry you've been ganked three times in a row, but I need to share all this far. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's uh, that's what you need to do. Um, all right, let's move on to the items, because, oh my god, it's already 8.20. Um, mages, uh, pen tree going back from 12 to 15. I think this is like a no-brainer, personally. Everyone's magical protection went up by far more than three after 9.5. These items have been really absent from the meta. I don't know that this actually makes them meta again. It definitely feels good. Um, just like every time they lost three pen, you noticed it, you notice it getting it back, but it's not as insane as it used to be going double flat pen. I've been messing with it a little bit in play tests. I don't know. I don't know how much this really puts them back, but I think it puts them, it's a good, it's a step in the right direction, uh, for mages. I think this is the right direction for them. I just don't know if it's enough, enough. Yeah, I agree with everything. I don't know if it's enough to push the, like, stacking items out. It depends on, like, the pace of mid lane, I think. Yeah. And the items that are strong. Or not the items, but the gods that are strong in mid. If you, like, need the... Like, say, like, the Ryzen buff, if Ryzen can go the double uh, flat pin and just annihilate people again, then it'll be strong, but... Yeah, I'm not sure if he can, unfortunately. 
Yeah. All right, I don't want to touch all of these because I don't know. Uh, we weren't necessarily planning on splitting patch notes into two episodes. We probably could, especially with the pace of this uh, show so far. But let's see Let's see where we get to. Uh, okay. Bobble, me- meaningful change here, losing 5% of its protections debuff? I, I'll i be honest with you, I have not seen this item at all. <laughs> so Understood. I uh, don't know because I haven't seen it. I there it is. It. Uh, heavy Executioner. This one matters a good amount to you. Shelter gets a buff, but I think it's going to be pretty good. Um, I don't know if yep. Barry has anything else. Uh, heavy Executioner. Yeah. Attack speed cap 1.75 to 1.9. I think it's... <laughs> this is just a, such a weird item, because it feels so niche, like a Scotty item, or like a Heim item, or like an Honor item. I am not as sold on heavy exe as everyone else is mm. Interesting. I, I feel like ferocious is just so much better sure um and i feel like my the thought process in my head with heavy exe is i need the rest of my build to form around this item mm-hmm. um which it, it's like like say for scotty for instance like would i rather have to auto attack for my penetration or can i just apply titan's bane and already have the pin on like those two auto attacks where i don't feel like i need to apply the pin for like my dog and stuff Mm -hmm. and i feel like that would just change the way that my brain thinks about it but i mean heavy xe and then your dog hits them your dog already has a pin so you're like getting double pin so maybe that's good uh i don't know it I'll have to do some playtesting with it, but I still feel like it's not really a hunter item because I feel like yellow damage is so strong right now. Sure. Um, yeah, I'm not sure. I think maybe if Silver Branch went off of the cap of the Heavy Xe, it'd be more attractive. But <laughs> yeah, you yeah. think that might be good, Vera? If you could just build yeah. 2.5 attack speed, get that amount of pen, and get an insane amount of power. <laughs> what? Vera, what? That's bro. I just, I'm just saying this arm doesn't seem that attractive for hunters. That's I mean, fair. That's, that's, that's fair. just my honest opinion. Yeah, and, that's and, I, and I respect that. It so. sure Thank would. You. Yep. If Rod of Tahuti was 500 gold, it would be more attractive um, to me as a mage player. For sure. Yeah, that would, I would like it. <laughs> yeah, but you can't get that, so. Right, I can't. Um, I could, by the way. I could just change it, and no one would be able to stop me except for everyone who found that issue it, before it went live and then stopped me. But you, you aren't among those people. You don't that way, though, so. True. That's... There's no doubt about There is no doubt about that. Um, just yeah, just simply cheap. Uh, Sovereignty, Sentinels, Benevolence, War Flag, some adjustments. Don't think we have to really touch on those. Soul Eater. Sov need a nerf. Sov need a nerf. So this is this is good. That one has been OP forever. It is still OP, by the way. Yeah, yeah it's still OP. Yeah. I think... Don't disagree. I think all... I, I, I think you're hard-pressed to make me admit that any aura item isn't OP. I think aura items are really... Uh, like, I think almost all of our tank aura items are absolutely insane. Like, prop-giving aura items. As a backliner, I completely agree, and you guys should stop bidding selfishly and buy my ore items. Buy them, dude. That Here's the crazy thing to me, dude. Buy them. You know what's crazy? You know what the craziest part about these ore items are? Is that the what? people who bought them get the aura. Oh. That that's crazy. That is crazy. That's nuts, though. Um, you're just double stacking. You're just doubling up. Uh, Soul Eater takes 25 more stacks to evolve and decrease the passive ability life steal from 25 to 20 percent. 
Um, how much do you think this changes this item's viability, losing those 20, needing 25 more stacks and losing 5%? I feel like the 25 more stacks doesn't really matter that much. Uh, I guess a soul laner might have a different opinion, but from, from a duo lane perspective, that doesn't seem that big of a change. Uh, I think the bigger one is the ability lifesteal. I think that definitely affects them. Also, I heard that this was proccing completely... Or healing completely out of combat, so I'm not sure if that's a real thing, but Me that either. might be why the item has seen so strong. I've heard it doesn't get anti-heal debuffed. Mm. I'm not sure if that's true or not, but yeah. I'm not sure it is either. I, you have my word, podcast listeners. I'll follow up on that. I'll, I'll make sure that we're uh, we're looking at that. I'm sure that I'm sure that we already are. Uh, Kitten of Doom on Twitter is like the QA god, just always on top of all these bugs and that kind of stuff. So I'll, I'll double check, but um, yeah, I, I don't know. I think that I will say I've play tested with Soul Eater a good amount over the last few weeks, um, and I have died twice on. And I kid you not, I died today in a play test at seventy six Soul Eater stacks, um, and I would have lived if I had the if I had it evolved. Uh, so it's doing something, you know. OP item. Uh, but fu- I think this item is really fun. I definitely understand its frustration level. But I think this item is really fun to use. And so there is some value in that. Um, it just might not be super fun to go against. Uh, Blackthorn Hammer, Warrior's Axe, both getting a little bit more power or damage. Uh, and Warrior's Axe's proc case. Uh, Breastplate of Vigilance also, uh, unlucky for you, Barra, now has a bigger basic attack reduc- damage reduction aura range. But to be fair, Barra, how often have you actually played against breastplate of vigilance uh a few times here and there but it like fell off so hard yep. after i can't remember what patch it was but it was like every single game and then it was like maybe one out of like 25 30 games so. i'd be surprised if it was that much yeah so uh i don't see it too often anymore but this might make it a l- actually yeah that range is pretty nice so yeah this will this will definitely make it more attractive uh, for certain auto attack based team comps, in my opinion. Yes. Or against those, sorry. Yeah, against those. That's definitely uh, that's definitely the move. Um, Mulan, uh, a god that I think will get hit pretty hard by Soul Eater nerfs. This is one of the best Soul Eater users in the game. Um, yep. Getting some buffs uh, as part of you know need it, potentially needing them, and then also losing one of her main items uh, in some effectiveness. Grapple was scaling cooldown. That's a three, 16 to 14. Now it's 14 in all ranks. Uh, and increase the damage on the arrow shot of her ultimate um, by 25 in all ranks. Uh, How does that arrow shot come into balanced discussion? Hmm, how much do I want to reveal here? Like, how does that work? You guys are like, okay, Mulan needs a buff on the ult. And it's got to be. How the much era. should I reveal here? Um, I just want to know because it seems like such a funny change of like. It is. It is funny, and it is really niche. And I remember this <laughs> conversation really well. Because <laughs> uh, twenty-five damage, twenty-five flat damage doesn't seem like that much. It, like, it is not. But I mean, when you look at like warrior base damage changes, they often are like little things like yeah, this, yeah. and you can you can guess how much uh we think a god needs a buff or something like that um based on the amount 
how big the buff is okay. that they receive, yeah, yeah. right? So yeah, this is like a low to medium low buff. Um, mm-hmm. If if this buff were like uh, if if buffs were like steaks cook temperatures, like <laughs> rare a rare one is like the most amount of change. That's like a it's uh-huh. like an insane buff. You know, medium rare is like a pretty good buff. This is like a medium well buff. It's like it's not it's not nothing, but it's not that much at the same time. You know, um, this is a medium well buff. All right, I'm just gonna say it. You know, <laughs> if they, if I if I get talked to by Clumsy or AJ, I get talked to. Um, I remember this discussion about the the ultimate arrow base damage in particular because we were debating back and forth where she could afford to get buff without buffing her more, you know, without putting her in her medium mm-hmm. rare territory. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, um, I would hate that. And we don't want that in this instance, though. That is where you want your stakes the vast majority of the time. If you're going to a well, good stakehouse. I think it's, like, always. No, if I'm going to, like, a... I mean, I'm never in a million years ordering a steak at, like, Outback Steakhouse. It's not happening. But if I oh, were dude, to get the one there... Worst. I would never order medium oh. rare at some place like that. Like, if I'm going to a place that I don't know how, how good it is, I'm going to order yeah. medium my first time. Because that way, if it gets... Un, like if it gets undercooked, I'll still eat it. Where I don't really want a rare steak. I don't. It, Honestly, it grosses me out. Like I, I don't want it. But I. But at a really nice steakhouse, I'm getting medium rare because that's like perfect. You know, that's that's the best. Yeah, I think I swapped after I was getting medium rare for a long time, and then there was one place near the studios that gave me a steak that like I could not chew through. And was it was it the place that we that everyone always went for? Yeah, like, it was the really nice place. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, and they gave me a steak like I chopped it into like bite sized pieces, and I chewed this steak for like over a minute. That and is the was, worst, dude. I hate that. Yeah, I was like, this thing is not disintegrating in my mouth like it should. And then and... you're in public and you don't know what to do, right? Like, yeah. do you take the? Do you try and like? swallow it with some water and risk like choking or do you try and do the discreet like you know you like go you you have your blanket you like go to like wipe your mouth and just give a little like like you just gotta spit out you try and spit it out as lightly as you can like in there you gotta like push it out with your tongue you know what i mean yeah it's this huge thing and then you have to like wrap it up a little bit and like put it on your lap and then you'd feel like feel it the whole time yeah that's just the worst dude I did the swallow technique and I was just choked at the restaurant. <laughs> I felt the piece going down oh, my throat and no. I'm like, I'm going to die. I'm going to die. And I just got to just keep drinking water. So hopefully it like went down my throat. But I remember the, uh, like the choking sensation of, oh God, I'm going to die. <laughs> like, that is terrible, dude. It was. And then I also, I think it was one time I was eating with Destiny's family. I went, were we at Outback? I think. And I got, like, a medium-rare steak. This thing was, like, a hockey puck. Yep. And it was rare. Like, that thing... Still moving. ...came off the cow that day. Yep. Like, it, that was probably the worst steak I've ever had. Like, it was impossible to eat. Like, it, yep. it, it, was, it was awful. And, and there, oh. I, and I don't want... I, I really... I'm a very picky eater. Um, and it's my problem, not the restaurants. And I understand and respect that. And I try really hard to not ever send any food back because that's a huge pain. You know, even if it's like a little mistake, like if it's something that I can take off or eat around or whatever, like I will always, always do so. 
And that's why I always, if I'm not going to a really nice steakhouse, I order a medium steak because then if it's underdone, I'll still eat it. If it's a little overdone, I'll be sad, but I'll still eat it. Whereas if it's, if I order medium rare and it's underdone, then I really don't want to eat it. And so that way I'm just insulating them from having me send it back, um, is my thought process. Even if it means that I don't get the steak that I really want. Do you think I can order my tofu that way? Like medium rare tofu? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Weird, but I was like, I'll take my tofu cooked in medium. Please. Dude, I went to a Japanese restaurant last week and we got some uh, some type of tofu and it was quite good. I, that was my, that, I, I haven't had much tofu. What is it called? Like uh, agadashi tofu. I've never agadashi heard that. Tofu. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It banked. It was really good. Um, that was a good Yeah, a lot of places will just give you, like, raw tofu, and I'm like, I don't want this. Yeah. This is no not attractive. You didn't order rare tofu, did you? Yeah, exactly, bro. Exactly. Like, I need some flavor. Okay, so where, where was I on this move on? Oh, yeah, okay, so we were talking, we, we didn't want to give, uh, a, we, we were worried about, you know, where to buff Mulan, all that kind of stuff, and I thought about, you know, playing Mulan, watching players who are much better than Mulan than I am play Mulan. And I thought about how a lot of the times the top players these days aren't even shooting the arrow as part of the ultimate because you can can't you can right click cancel it after we've added that and guarantee your three um after the knockup. So you like root, knock up, insta cancel it three them in the knockup. And so you don't even shoot the arrow for the base damage. And so that tells me that the arrow base damage probably isn't enough. And so we looked at arrow base damage. That, that's how we got there. And it's very niche. Um, and, it, and those players will probably still do that because they value the CC and displacement and all that kind of stuff. Uh, but now, in, when they're not canceling it, there you go. Oh, it even says here in the dev notes, we want to incentivize players to use the full ability instead of canceling out of it early. I literally would have never guessed that. There you go. I feel like you just gave so many like nuggets of wisdom to chat that they're going to appreciate so much. I mean, it's in the dev notes. I literally could have read that and been like, oh yeah, I can talk about that. I, yeah. I, I hummed and hawed for like five minutes thinking about it. Yeah, but we got a 10 minute steak discussion. We sure that. did. And you know what? They absolutely loved it. Um, <laughs> this is very, that's, that's so funny. <laughs> okay, so now I'm pulling back the whole curtain. We're just going full Wizard of Oz in, the, in this podcast, okay? <laughs> I was thinking about transitioning us into our ad read here for BetterHelp, uh-huh. um, who, who's a, a sponsor for this episode. And it says here at the very beginning, oh, it says mandatory disclaimer, so I need to say this. Now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. Um, it says, talk about a time you got stuck focusing on problems instead of solutions. <laughs> and that's kind of exactly what we just did for like 10 minutes. So, BetterHelp, I thought of a time when I uh, was chewing steak that I couldn't swallow uh-huh. in, a, in a restaurant with other people. And I didn't know if I should swallow it or spit it out. And this is not a situation that I'm going to talk to my therapist about on Wednesday morning. Um, but maybe it, should, maybe it could be. If I started choking and everyone started looking at me and then I got a whole lot of anxiety about it, then that would be absolutely something that I would talk to my therapist about. So, there you go. Um that is uh, that is definitely one way that I could. Talk. Well, now I'm going to talk about it with my. Th- okay, I'm, I've got. I've, I just absolutely have to move on. Um, this, <laughs> it's a. I'm in a real mood today. If you, yeah, you uh, can tell, I like it. If you if you couldn't tell, um, 
Listen, we have talked about uh, therapy in general and how BetterHelp is a very easy way to get into it. If you aren't clued into those, um, then you've been missing out uh, both on podcasts, clearly, and in uh, helping you improve your life. Uh, Mm -hmm. Bear and I are both huge advocates for, for going to therapy, and we understand that it can be very stressful and difficult to find the right therapist. And that's why, uh, that's where BetterHelp really comes in. So it's convenient, accessible, affordable, and entirely online. Um, you just fill out a brief survey and then you get matched with a therapist. And it, the chances that the first therapist that, that you find, um, maybe not with BetterHelp, you know, I, I found my therapist, uh, through, through a mutual friend, but I've also been to like a million therapists before that, that, uh, I didn't really vibe with you get, you switch off of them. It's very common. BetterHelp makes that very, very easy, uh, to, to switch therapists at any time. So, um, really encourage you guys to, to get out there and find someone to, to talk to. I think it's super important and will improve your life in more ways than, than you really expected. Uh, Baron, you, uh, I know what the answer to this is, but, um, I'm guessing you agree. Oh yeah, I completely agree. Um, before I started therapy, I didn't really value it that highly. And I was like, what can talking to someone do? Like that doesn't seem that beneficial for me. And I, not that I viewed it therapy as like a negative thing, but, um, just watching Destiny go through therapy and the changes that she went through and all the things that she learned about herself. Uh, it changed my view on therapy completely. Like, I, I I was a little cold to it to begin with, just because uh, I don't know. I think I think as a guy, you just have this this guy just walls up, you know, and you just like I can solve all my own problems. It's fine. I don't need to talk to anybody. Like it, that's a sign of weakness, you know. But. Sometimes you do need to talk to someone. Sometimes you need to talk to someone a lot more than you think you need to talk to someone. Yep. And, yeah, BetterHelp just makes it so easy to get that foot in the door the first time. Yep. And I, I talked about it a bit more on, like, previous episodes, but it therapy really changed my life. And I completely, completely want to push you guys towards it if you're struggling with anything. Just... Just try it out. Just try out a few therapists. See if it, see if you can find one that you mesh with. I mean, obviously, like Agro said, sometimes it doesn't happen immediately. Yep. Um, sometimes you have to look for a little bit. Sometimes it does happen immediately. Uh, just if you're struggling with anything, just I mean, I assume everyone's struggling with at least one thing in their life. Gotta be. But uh, yeah, just just try it out. Just give give the old college try. Give the old college try. I know uh, that we got to get back to these patch notes, but w- one last thing that that I always hear that that rubs me the wrong way is the the thought that like why um, these pe- this person doesn't care about my problems. They only care because I'm paying them to. All that kind of stuff. Like I I really hate that mentality um, about therapy. You aren't paying them to care. Uh, you're paying them for their expertise on understanding brains and thoughts and how they work and how they impact us. Um, 
the right one you'll be able to tell when you find the right one that does care about what what's going on with you um yep so if that's uh, i've just heard that that thought so many times and um you know I, I think it's just indicative of people who haven't found the right therapist or haven't given it a shot so when you want to be a better problem solver therapy can get you there visit betterhelp.com backliners today to get 10 percent off your first month that's better com slash backliners thanks to BetterHelp for being a part of the show okay nike was the next up on the buff list uh barrier formation going down by two seconds as you as you rank it up um i think sunder might be a little too good for nike to be like super super strong right now but this is uh you know it helps this ability is like really good when it's good yeah, I haven't really seen too many Nikes lately either, so yeah. I don't really know if this is really going to bring her back into the light, because uh, I think she's pretty far out of it right now. I think this is probably more of like a Nike jungle buff, maybe, than a Nike solo buff. Mm, interesting. Just because I feel like he probably one-shots more with the two late game, but I feel like a lot of times late game, when you're getting the... I guess now with a two-second shorter CD, I feel like it's not really going to come into play too much. But like like Agro said, I think Sunder is a bit too strong for a, a solid Nike performance. But I could be wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows? Um, Nike jungle could uh, could be swinging for sure. Speaking of junglers, Al Kwong um, getting a nice little buff here. So his attack chain is staying the same amount of time, but is going up in damage. Those middle two like quick little flicks of the sword. Are going from 50% damage to 70%. Oh, excuse me. Drank my water too fast. To 70% damage. Um, and then Wild Storm. Did you know this ability had 40% scaling on a pure damage ability? Uh, that's Seems crazy. Seems good. Seems good. Well, it's because it can have the two as well, right? Yeah. Because it can proc the two. It was like doing insane damage before. Many, 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 many years ago. Um, 50% scaling now uh, better, but still pretty low. Um, I think this is the second buff Alcong's received, right? Yes, he got buffed not too long ago. Yeah, so maybe some Alcong jungle coming back. I swear this god's OP with Claw and no one's playing it, but maybe this god just sucks. Yeah, I'm more on your side of the uh, the first thing you said. Um, Awilix getting a buff on her passive. uh, Increase the duration of the buff that you get for her passive from 2.5 seconds to 4. Me and Mask both thought this buff, or her passive, was on the initial hit. I did not know that it was a duration buff. Uh-huh. Uh, I thought it was only on, like, the initial hit. Nope. So, uh, learned something uh, a few days ago. Actually, last week when I was, when we were going over past. Didn't Mask play, like, a bunch of a Willix when he was in the SPL? I feel like that was, it wasn't one of his, like, top-end picks. You know, it wasn't Rad or Naja or Mercury or anything like that, but, like, I remember him playing at least a little bit of a Willix. Yeah, but I think that's just one of those things where, like, you just feel it happening, but you don't actually know it's happening. It's true. Every time in a Willix one-shots you, and then you play a Willix the next game, and you uh-huh. do zero yep. damage, it's because of this, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, it's because of the fact that they procced their passive on you, and you did not proc yours. Um, yep. It is crazy how important this passive is, and I wonder how many, like, mid... like. I wonder how many plat players are playing around a Willix passive. You know what I mean? I feel like no one is. <laughs> like, I wonder how many Masters like... players are playing around a Willix passive now. Holy. 
Yeah, I did have an Awilic support today that pogged off. Like, okay. completely pogged off. So, okay. might be some tech coming in. Uh, Could be. That, that cooldown's pretty short. Yeah, on the ultimate too. Get down to 60 seconds now at level 20. Plus, I, I mean, mean, you're you building can... 40% CDR in this character every game, right? Yeah, There's like no games yeah. where you're not building that. Bro, Gravity Surge buff with Erendite. Like, Erendite's really good right now. Like... Your damage, just popping this and then, like, blinking on someone, must be absolutely absurd. Yep. Like, holy crap. Gravity Surge is one of the coolest ultimates of the game. I don't think it gets enough credit for how cool it is. The ones over the walls are always the sickest, where it's like, and it looks like blind knockup, and you just yep. pull somebody over the wall. Oh. Yep. I think it was, like, an adapting clip under, like, a mid-tier 2. They did that to someone, and I still remember it. But isn't it cool when she's, like, it's late game, and you see her in the jungle, like, setting up for, like, a 4-1 split on a Phoenix Siege, and she just, like, gets off Suku, pops the ult, and then insta-blinks in and just starts trading? Like, that's such a cool, like, there's not that many ultimates that are like that. It's kind of, like, set, and yeah, that's yeah. it. It's, like, a true, it's a stim ult with an active component at the same time. Um mm-hmm. And I think that's really, really sick. Oh, it looks cool character, for sure. I don't remember who was lead designer on her. I don't remember. Um, Naja. Okay, I've seen so much Naja hype. Let me read the buff. Okay. Uh, this inc- guy's OP. There we go. Increased base damage on Armillary Sash uh, by 20 at all ranks and lost two seconds on cooldown. And now Windfire Wheels before, you only got prots after you landed. Um, so you had to connect and you had to take them up in the air. Now, you get those prots no matter what, whenever you fire it. So, you fire it, you miss, they beads, you whiff it out the window, who cares? You get these prots, and you still get the same prots from landing. They're actually up a little bit uh, by 10 at all ranks. Everyone is talking about now how Naja is insane. Are these buffs that big? I mean, these are, these are rare, like, this is rare tier buffs, right? Like, these are big buffs. But I don't think Naja was a god that anyone thought was any amount of good before this patch. Yeah. Besides Scream. I thought, I thought she was good before this patch. I thought he was good, I guess. Uh, before this patch. And people just weren't playing uh, Naja. And now I'm scared. I will be probably banning, probably perma-banning his character in ranked. Really? Because this god is so annoying to deal with like a Sash ult on. Cause like, if you're in if you're in a button, sometimes your beads don't go off, or like ping wise, sometimes your beads don't go off. And this character is just so annoying to play against. And if it's like and a support Naja that goes like Glad Shield, it's probably gonna wreck you, and you can't really do much against it. And I played against a lot of Najas today in ranked, and that god just farmed me. Like it's just. I feel like it does so much damage, and just, I don't know. It's it's a really annoying god to play as a as a backliner. Yes. And, um, yeah, I'll just be banning this god forever. I'm interested to see how uh, good Naja truly is, because you're not the only one saying that he might be one of the best gods in the game now. Um, I think that'd be cool. How long has it been since Naja was one of the best gods in the game? Probably a long time. Um, same with susano <laughs> same with susano that's right uh increased the scaling on his two by 15 percent increased his uh 
Typhoon ultimate damage by a little bit and decrease the cooldown. He also did get a non-conquest nerf because among assassins he is on the high end uh, in non-conquest. And of course, you know, the the constant reputation for being a duo queue abuser in arena and slash and all that kind of stuff. So a little bit of a nerf there to, to non-conquest, but buffs in conquest. Um, I'm a Susano lover. I love this god. One of my favorite kits in the whole game. Um... I'm pumped about this buff, and I think it'll it'll do a it'll do a lot for him. His ultimate is so good, and getting that up more often is is gonna feel really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I completely agree. I didn't even know that his ult was 100 seconds. I guess he was like super OP in a previous patch somewhere, and it got changed from 90 to 100. Yeah, probably. Uh, but yeah, I I think this guy will be good. Um, given a, a few team comps, or when you can scale into the early mid game. Uh, and not get too punished because I think that's where he's struggling for a while against like the warrior jungles and like lance jungle and but I haven't seen too many lances lately in jungle I think that character kind of fell off a bit uh, after he got pretty heavy nerfs which were needed in my opinion but mm-hmm. yeah, I think Susana will be pretty pretty strong in conquest excited for it uh, Kuku Khan um, getting 25 base damage on Zephyr that's the AO1 this god's already OP man you think so? Yeah, bro. This this character, like buffing. Okay, buffing Cuckoo Raw Vulcan in a Naja buff patch. Uh huh. I love feel it. Like the meta is defining itself. Like, love it, <laughs> bro. When was the last time secure ultimate mages were meta? Besides Eset. Okay. Besides Eset. And when was the last time the Naja was top meta? Come on. Oh, that's, no. That's how it's got to be. Uh, I just think it's funny. It's just it like, is funny. Okay. I had the same thought. <laughs> yeah, right? I had the same I'm, thought. I got a one-shot kit. You better not step in the mid lane. Better not. Better not. Uh, yeah, Raw gets 15% extra scaling on his ultimate. I love playing Raw. I'm, so ex- I'm really excited to play this patch, man. I think it's going to be really fun. I'm really stoked about playing some, playing some rank tomorrow. I um, think the big mage ultimates are just the hypest ults in the game, so it makes mine a bit more fun and scary. Dude, I'm just imagining someone hitting a fat raw snipe in the esports arena in Arlington, Texas for Worlds, and the sold-out crowd going crazy, and I'm getting goosebumps just thinking about it, bro. Man, I'm so pumped for that. The, you're right. There's nothing better than a sick, like, mage ultimate that just Wait, one-taps Wait, Scylla got buffed too? Scylla got buffed too, baby. Bring it in. Bro. Wait, hold on. We gotta, get, we, gotta, okay. we gotta cover this one because the Vulcan one was okay, met with, sorry, sorry, with a good sorry, amount of yeah. controversy. Uh, backfire no longer counts as a movement ability, which means it can be fired while crippled. Um, and his Inferno Cannon goes down in mana cost and cooldown. Saw a lot of discussion on the Reddit about this uh, change to Vulcan and how liked or disliked it was. Um, what are your thoughts on on the backfire change in particular for, for Vulcan? I think this is a really cool and good change because I don't think it really counted as a movement ability anyways. Because yeah. I feel like... I mean, some people are backfiring their way through the jungle and some people aren't. So I, I, I don't think it should have been counted as a movement ability anyways. Um, I think it's a little weird uh, that it was. I mean, it makes sense that it was, but it just, it's, you're like moving like two feet backwards. So uh, I think this will just make Vulcan much 
safer depending on the like gods he's playing against and i think i i think vulcan's just a cool character to be in the meta and i feel like he hasn't really had a spot in the meta for a very 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 long time so yes i feel like that's not really a bad thing to give a god that hasn't been meta in literally years above <laughs> so i mean i I feel like this is pretty needed. Well, I you mean, know, the the counterpoint that I'm sure that the people who are upset about this would make is that there are other buffs to give him that are not this one, um, which is obviously true. That is a true statement to me. Um, yeah, you can say that about anything. Right? Correct. Like, yep. Well, that's you don't point that out. Um, oh, sorry. Th- this this ability is not. It's not. Its primary purpose is not movement um its movement is there in my opinion as really effective and powerful flavor um you know that's what they call it in like magic and a lot of game design when when something's there just for just because it feels right it doesn't serve a huge purpose anything like that now this obviously does serve a purpose but its primary purpose is there as flavor in my opinion Mm um and Yes, you can use this to dodge things. Uh, you will use this to dodge things, both intentionally and unintentionally. It does not meet the same level um, of... It, th- this god does not have a lot of tools to deal with hard crowd control. He's got no hard... He's, no, he's got no CC immunity, anything like that. This will not break this character. Um, if Vulcan yeah, becomes right. really good, it will not be because he lost the counterplay of being crippled. Um, there aren't character there. Are, like what character has their primary damage <clears throat> on a movement ability, you know, and it's yeah, not even a movement. Car, ability. I guess. Uh, yeah. You could argue that, but like yeah, right. this, this is, this is not a primary movement ability. I, I think, is it perfect consistency? No, but we've never had, like, no one has perfect consistency. Arthur has incidental movement <laughs> on his basic attacks, and he can move while he's crippled, right? So, like, it, it feels better. It's good. Like, ship it. Uh, I'm excited for this buff. I think it's a no-brainer. Um, yeah, I, I honestly think this should have been a thing anyways, because I feel sure. as a Vulcan who has been crippled before, it's like, okay, I guess I'm dead. <laughs> like, yep. Exactly. You hit me with one cripple, I guess I'm dead. There's nothing I can do. So I I feel like this should have been a thing anyways. Um and I think it's fine to do. Like this I don't think it's as game breaking as people make it out to be. I think it just Vulcan players can now play the game into like an Ario and a Cupid. Sure. So uh chat to their credit is pointing out a Willix and Tear as two gods whose main damaging abilities and are shut down Thor. by cripples. Thor, sure. You know. That one's less clear to me, but th- that is a lot of his damage for sure. Um, so I, uh, I, I get it. Well, you can even throw Thorhammer. You just can't TP to it when you're crippled. So that one, oh, that true. one isn't that's true. Isn't quite the same. But you know, th- those are those are fair, it's, especially in Tyr's case. He's a warrior. You know, like that's imagine Thor's crippled and he can't just throw his hammer. He's like, my hand is crippled. I, I can't, can't move. Get this thing out of my freaking hand, man! I can't. Um, <laughs> Okay, Crush, this this buff is one that just makes so much sense to me. Because Scylla is a god that 
wants to last hit gods with her ultimate because it re- because it resets it. You know, you get to use another charge. Crush gives you magical protection reduction in the area, but it only gave it while it was on the ground. So you had so much inherent tension in the kit where you wanted to one two while the two was underneath them and they're still root crippled. You go for the ultimate. You hit when the prot tread is there. But then your crush was just there to prot tread. You couldn't use it to deal a damage to set up to actually kill with the ultimate and still get the prot tread. This just makes this kit flow so much better, in my opinion. Um, and This might break her, by the way. This might be insane. Like, I would not be surprised if this catapults her from, like, no play rate at a high level to at a lot of play rate at a high level. Because I think it matters a lot. 15% magical protection reduction is huge. But... It just makes sense. Like, I'd rather have to nerf this down the line than have it interact in the way that it did. I think this just makes way more sense. Again, I think this is another mage that's kind of just been dead for a while. At least a few months. I've seen, like... I think I've seen, like, three Scyllas in, like, four months. So, not many people picking her. There's just more reliable mages to play that can get their damage off with this buff i think as agra said i completely agree with the tension in the kit because watching sill players try to like min max the magical prop reduction over and over and over again is pretty funny so yeah i think this makes it way more attractive again in a nausea buff patch so you know all all of these big set of mages are just getting a big buff and uh you know and i'm pumped about it and I'm pumped and about it. Pumped about it. <laughs> uh, I will say, I feel like it's my duty to pass on great knowledge uh, when I can. Um, to all you Scylla players out there, many of you will probably start playing Scylla again after this buff. If you are in your ultimate and someone is juking around you trying to make you miss, the best thing to do is, is Andy them. You have to Andy special them. You have to run, You have to zoom up to them. They're going to be dodging, weaving, ducking, diving, dodging. You just run up, and you right-click cancel and one them. Like, right in their face. And then you one-two them, right in their face. It works every time. It's uncounterplayable. It's actually not, but it works, like, every time. No one ever expects it. It's the Andy special. It's genius. Do it. Um, Opwash, the final mage on the list. Again, using the new non-conquest balance as a way to keep these gods where they are where they are or adjust them as necessary while making them better in conquest. This was a huge uh, cornerstone of this system. And I, and I think it's really exciting to get buffs for gods like Opwash and Susano, who historically have been difficult to buff. A um, little bit of extra damage on fleeting breath. Empty the crypts revert on the duration. There's kind of the Moswall patch, huh? Like Vulcan, uh, Opwash, you know, Naja for his jungler. Um, I think Upwash is like probably pretty good as a counter pick. Um, not even just into healers, but like into comps that can't kill him super well. Um, after this change, like I think that he's going to be very serviceable. Um, at his job, his job might not always be good. Um, but at his job, he is going to be good, in my opinion. Yeah, Mirrodin Poosh goes crazy, so... Yep. I think with so many, like, soft heals being in the game, with Soul Eater still, in my opinion, being in a relatively strong spot, I think anti is really strong, and characters like Poosh are really strong, but 
Uh, he does die very easily to a lot of assassins, so... Kind of have to be a, a non-mobile mage gamer to learn how to position with these characters, so... Yep. Probably, you know, pretty good outside of Conquest, but uh, his old CD did go up outside of Conquest. Dude, I love playing immobile mages. It's so fun. I'm the same way with immobile hunters, dude. I just have more fun playing immobile hunters. Yeah, I mean, playing playing mobile mages is really fun, too. I don't know. I'm just at a point where I'm, like, really having fun with Smite right now, and I just, like, dude. everything, I'm just like, damn, that sounds fun. I want to do that. Oh, wait, that sounds fun. I want to do that. You know what I mean? Like, that's just kind of where I'm at. My Heim gameplay has gotten so much better, and I am just ratting all over the place. You're like, loving it? I'm loving it, and it just feels so fun to just harass people and just do a few like little Zatman TPs here and there. Yep. And, uh, he, he, I think he's by far the like the most fun hunter for me right now. That yeah, I love that. I love that kit. Um, his kit is just so cool. It's so cool. Um, okay, Kuzinbo. Uh, passive description: don't really have to cover. His ultimate now doing a little bit more damage uh, in subsequent spins, not the initial hit, but if you get hit by multiple spins, and he now gains some mitigation while uh, this ability is channeled. So a little bit harder to kill. I think this god is already really hard to kill in that ultimate. Um, Yeah, that's what I was going to say. So now he's like pretty much invincible is my guess during that ult, but it doesn't last that long. I don't know. Kuzumbo is one of those gods that I think... I think... If... If if we could be we could ascend we could be all knowing beings and we could know the actual absolute strength if every god was played to perfection who would actually do the most who would be the best um, I think Kuzumbo is up there I think this god is crazy uh, at what he can do he's just like really weird and really hard to do it with which is like kind of a, a, a flavor bringing that back like a flavor win you know he's like a weird like kind of off kilter god and lore and all that kind of stuff so it like kind of makes sense um but yeah i don't know i think this god like if you can be a good kuzunbo kuzunbo would be a really good one trick god like you would win a lot of games if you played 100 kuzunbo games in a row and just got really really good at abusing this kid i would think he has uh some games where he does absolutely nothing and then also as a backliner trying to follow up on a kuzunbo push is Very sometimes hard. impossible because yeah. i Every Kuzumo player pushes differently. Sometimes they push him right on the wall. Sometimes they slide him off the wall. Sometimes they, they try to do like a big U-turn, try to like shove him into your face, and he's like behind you, and you're like, oh no. So, yeah, it's I I don't value this guy as highly as I think as you do because I feel like I've seen a lot of Kuzumbos just do absolutely nothing. I think he's more of like a soul inner than a support. Yep. Um, unless. He's like the most broken support if he gets a lead. And if he doesn't get a lead, he is the worst support in the game. Because he's just useless at his job. Yep. Do not disagree. Uh, And finally, last but not least, it's the Hunters. Uh, Rom gets a little bit of a buff to Astral Strike, the one, helping him clear a little bit less mana. And the ultimate gets a damage revert. Um, it looks like only 10 base damage, but because of the way that the damage is calculated, it's percentage based on the, you know, on the ultimate and all that kind of stuff. So uh, much more than just 10 damage. Um, I think the revert makes sense. You know, this was one-shotting people pre-9.5. Um, they have a lot more health and protections now. That is 
much, much harder to get one shot by this ultimate. It's still going to be good when you hit all three. It always has been good. It can. It just had a little bit of room to get better, I think. Yeah, I saw in chat, I wanted to bring this up because it is a Rama uh, buff, but why doesn't his one scale off of physical power? And, like, a uh, Shablanc one does. What's, like, the... What do you think the thought process is there? Do you think it's because his basic attacks are already, like, being empowered by his physical power, and, like, Shablanc 1 Bola doesn't hit the person he's hitting? So it, like, splashes behind? Yeah, so... Excuse me, my... uh, I'm just, like, getting trolled by my body um, during this podcast. Yeah, I think the big difference is that Rom can hit the exact targets that he wants to with this increased damage, um, whereas Gibalanke can't. Um, so, you know, Rom can hit six, seven, eight targets. You know, if there's two gods in the minion wave, he can hit all eight. X-Ball can't. Um, so that, that, that would be my, like, general thought on that. Like, it, it certainly could. Um, we could do it that way, but there, there probably isn't a whole lot of value to reworking the way this ability works when it already like works well. Like it, it feel. I think it feels pretty natural. I think it feels pretty good, um, and it's a change that could happen. But personally, I, I don't see a whole lot of value in it. Makes sense. Yeah. Um, how how good do you think Rom? Do you think, you know, Rom's one of those guys that I haven't seen, like, any of. Speaking of, you know, how you saw, like, Scylla, I haven't seen, like, any Rom recently. Do you think that this it matters for him, or he's still probably lower on the tier list? I don't think it matters too much. Um, it's more of, in my opinion, more of a uh, SPL buff, because I think Rom is a very good SPL hunter. Whereas he's just safe, you can snipe backline. But in ranked, it's like, okay, there's eight people in my lane, my roll goes three feet, and I'm dead. <laughs> and, okay, I'm ulting up and I'm in the air, okay, I'm dead on the drop. <laughs> like, I feel like Rama is just that type of character that just feels way better in SPL and competitive uh, settings than in ranked. Cause yes. You just kind of die on this god. You can delay your death, but you just kind of die on him. Yeah, he doesn't really have, well, he doesn't have any self-peel. So you kind of need your boys with you, uh, and uh, yeah. So I don't, I don't think it will do too much. Uh, Fair enough. Comp, or in ranked, but uh, in comp and SPL, I think it will. Fair enough. And finally, it's Cernanos, Cernanos, uh I forget. Um, passive damage gets 10% more. Uh, uh, That's so a lot. That is a lot. And this already does a lot. Um, also, a little bit of extra damage on Bramble Blast. More than just a little bit. There, there is a lot of ticks on that ability i forget exactly how many it is but i remember looking at it being like man that is uh that is a lot of ticks i would be kind of surprised if we didn't see some cern mid lane some cern dual lane i'm gonna be messing around with some cern jungle like i I think it's gonna be pretty good it's definitely gonna feel really good on his jungle clear yeah and uh, as in my opinion the meta is kind of like clear oriented uh, I think this will feel very good. Yeah. Yeah, I think CERN is going to rise to the to the near top of the of the ADC pool. You know, he uses yeah. the, the scaling from Transcendence well. That's like the meta build 
Um, yeah, CERN's going to be good. Yeah, I feel like you can also just box frontliners so easily now mm-hmm. with like applying the prostrate and then swapping over to your lifesteal stance, and then you're just 35% extra. That's a lot. That's that a is, lot. You got to be really close. A lot of damage. Yeah. You know, you got to be really close for sure to be dealing with So when 35%. you're smelling that soul liner, you're going to do a lot of damage. And they're going to be. Never mind. Um, we're, we're just going to go ahead and not talk about that one. Um, before we move on to the random question of the week, I do. I, I feel like it's my civic duty as a game dev and as uh, one of the more um, public-facing Zeus fans out there to shut this suggestion down every time I see it. Someone oh, in chat... Bring the two back? Yeah, bringing the two back. Everyone always says this. It's not you, specific chatter. I see this on Twitter. I see it on Reddit. I see it in Twitch chat. This buff is not a good buff for Zeus because all it does is increase his frustration exponentially. This ability is what I think is the core frustration of Zeus because it, it dumbs down his combo. You don't have to hit anything or anyone who's moving with the one. You just hit the two. Imagine this scenario, dear chatter. You're playing against a Zeus... He walks up to your tower, he throws the two, you walk out of range, he instantly recalls it. And now he, now it's on cooldown right away, instead of having to wait that whole time. And if you're in range, he would have just tossed the one and done a million damage to you. But if you aren't in range, he'll just toss it, bring it back. And now I'm going to do that again in eight seconds, because I've got cooldown. And I'm just going to do that again until, you know, we're on a tower siege, we're on a phoenix siege, whatever. We're on fire giant. I'm just going to do this every eight seconds until your frontliner messes up, and then I'm going to deal half your team's health. Over and over and over and over again. At least with the way the two works now, it's a commitment. You know, It's, it's a long cooldown. It's going to last a long time out there. You use it as a zoning tool, and then it's on cooldown. That's a much more interesting play pattern to me than, did you mess up this time? Nope, okay. How about this time? Nope. Uh, this time? Okay, yeah, you messed up. Chain lightning, ultimate, detonate, you're all dead. Um, it's not to say it'll never happen you know it's a popular suggestion for a reason it would feel good for him um, I'm just here to tell you that I am not your friend in the room in this argument uh, I will argue against this every time because I think it will be not even it's that much breaker. fun for Zeus um, and it will just be miserable to play against is my, uh, is my thought now we start talking about stun on three charge detonate again. I'm your man. You know Woo! what I mean? Like I'm I'm back in there. That's uh that's the thing, because it's really like when you whenever you're playing Zeus and you need to kill someone, you just like need someone to CC them in your ultimate, and that just feels really bad to need this middleman. You know, and if there's one thing we know, it's that middlemen aren't necessary. And it's because Mint Mobile is the one who taught us that. You know what I mean? Like they started taking the game to the next level by eliminating the middleman you know they don't have these brick and mortar stores that you don't need i don't want to need this stupid support to stun them in my ultimate it's the same sort of deal i zeus could be the mint mobile of new smite gods taking the game to the next level making quality phone service for just 15 bucks a month zeus could be quality slaughtering enemy mid laners for just like one button and just detonate you know what i mean bear are you picking up what i'm putting down Quadring? I was trying to combine quality and slaughtering, but it didn't really work out as well as I thought it would. It's okay. kind of an unattractive combination. But yeah, I get what you're putting down. Unlike uh, 
M- oh. Mint Mobile and saving quality phone service. You know, unlike, though, no, oh, so close. Uh, it's an un- unattractive combination, unlike saving money and having great service at the exact same time. That's what, can we edit that out in post-production? Um, yeah, that was pretty good. Yeah, thank you. Uh, listen, for anyone who hates their phone bill, Mint Mobile offers premium wireless for just 15 bucks a month. You get the best rate, whether you're buying for one or the family. And at Mint, family started just two lines. You get your unlimited talk, text, high-speed data delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. And Barracuda and his partner, Destiny, are both on Mint Mobile. So you get to tell your friends and family and extended family that you have the same phone plan as Season 1 world champion Barracuda. And if that won't get them off your back... Like they're on your back about all the stuff, you know, what are you going to be, what are you going to be studying in college or, you know, when are you going to try and uh, change jobs or, you know, all this kind of stuff. When are you going to get a new place? When are you going to win worlds again? All of those things are going to be answered except for that last one. If you simply tell them, I actually have the same phone plan as Barracuda and Derpy Bear because Barrett, it's working for you guys. You know, it's doing well. Yeah, it's absolutely amazing. I mean, it's the same... uh... Same, dude. My brain is frying right now. It's this the T-Mobile. Uh, it's the same network. Network. That's it. Is T-Mobile, and I used T-Mobile before, and absolutely loved them. And the service is impeccable. It's the easiest thing you can do. It's literally fifteen dollars a month. <laughs> I don't think that there's another wireless company out there that provides that that tier of quality service at such a low price. And you ship straight to your door, you get a fresh little SIM card, you pop that bad boy in, and now you're paying $15 a month. So easy. So easy. And, uh, you know, I'll love you for it. You know, me, oh. me and I will both love you for it. Forever. Oh, okay. Yeah, sure. We're, we're in this commitment together. Why not? Destiny in the chat saying that she just removed, renewed her Mint Mobile service for the year, and it was like 200 bucks for the yep. whole year. Yep. How long would it take you, dear chatter? To reach $200 for the year on your phone bill. A few months? How about 12? How about the whole damn thing? To get your new wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month and get the plan shipped straight to your door for free, go to mintmobile.com slash backliners. That's mintmobile.com slash backliners. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash backliners. Thanks to Mint Mobile again. The best way to support the show is, of course, to hook it up with the sponsors. Speaking of which, speaking of supporting the show, it's almost there. You know, I actually did create the beginnings of our Patreon page. I started filling some things out. Bear and I have some details that we need to hammer out right after this. Like, how many cents is he getting per dollar that I'm getting? I'm thinking like five cents to my dollar, but we're going we're gonna to negotiate that right after this show. Um, mm-hmm. So keep your eye out for that. It is uh, on the way. The Discord is created for it. All that kind of stuff. Um, so we are, we are inching ever closer. To having a Patreon if you want to uh, support us that way as well. Um, okay, time for our random question of the week. Barra, yesterday. Uh-huh. I had, well, last weekend, you know, it was a really fun time. We went to, like, this, this party for our friend's engagement. It was great. It was super fun. But I was very socially drained at the end of this. Um, I played in a Magic tournament that I didn't think I was going to be playing in. I was very under-practiced, played like it, did not play well. Wasn't that upset about it because of that. Um, but I just really needed to, I, I just felt like I was just a little grumpy pants, you know? Like, I was just grumps. And I didn't really, uh, I kind of understood why, but it wasn't really warranted. But, like, sometimes you're just in that mood. 
and I went out, um, and I decided I was going to go golfing, and none of my friends like me that golf, um, so they all said that they didn't want to come with me. And I went to the golf course that's closest to my house, and they had a lot of open tee times, and I said, hey, could you, could you just fit a single, expecting you to get paired with someone, because what golf courses typically do. And he said, yeah, just go out and, you know, paid and go out to the first tee whenever you're ready. I played 18 holes alone, totally by myself, on that a beautiful great. Sunday afternoon. Listen to football, listen to my audio book a little bit, listen to some music at different times, just had my AirPods in, played a couple extra balls because it, there was no one behind me. Oh, that, that's that, the best. That was one of the most relaxing afternoons I've had in my entire life. I loved it. It was so good. And now whenever I think I need just like something to decompress, I just need something to do for just me, I am going to be trying to emulate that exact experience probably for the rest of my life. What is your, I just need some me time. I just want to like reset, get my mental right. Like what is your activity in order to do something like that? Uh, so first off for me, really good question, by the way, Thank and you. really good answer. That was, that was, a, that was a good story. Thanks. Um, I will put my phone down. That's key. Uh, because. Can't use it. Well, I was using my, it to listen to stuff, but that's it. Yeah, that's different. Um, my phone is connected to work and it's connected to everything. So during SPL seasons, I'm constantly distracted by it. Even non like SPL scenes, I'm still constantly distracted by it. So step one for me is to put my phone down. Um, and step two is probably to go for a nice hike, one that I haven't been on before. Mm. Um, I go on a lot of hikes alone, and I, I like being alone, but it's still kind of scary because I like going to places that I haven't been before. Yeah, that's usually like going... not the best combination. Yeah, uh, but I do have a nice little app. I think it's called, like, All Trails. Mm. And it gives you, like, the the full trail that you'll be hiking. And oh, it will also give you, like, the GPS coordinates of where you are on the trail as you're hiking it. Oh, that's cool. And then it also has, like, emergency, like, things put in place to, in case you, like, anything happens while you're hiking. Sure. And so that's a big safety thing for me. And I, I, there's just something about, I mean, I still listen to music while I'm hiking. Like I'll have my phone in my pocket or like my, I have like a little hiking backpack that I go with Mm -hmm. and I'll put my phone back there. So I'll be listening to music out there, but sometimes like I went to a beautiful waterfall the other day and I just sat there for like 30 minutes. Like I took my earbuds out. Like there was these gorgeous rocks everywhere and there's just a big waterfall coming down, like splashing down the rocks right Ooh. next to me. And I just, I just laid there. Like it was so nice. Uh, there was some ants hanging out next to me, and we were buddies for nice. a while. And it was, it was like the loud waterfall kind, where it's just like you can't really be stressed. Or you can't really think about your problems while you're out there. Mm-hmm. And that's just the biggest thing for me. Is I think working from home. I need to get out of the house to relax. Dude, yes, yes. I was just about to say, my brain is like, you know, I got home after my magic thing, and I was like, man, I'm not in a great mood. Like, I just want to sit around and do nothing, you know? Like, I, I don't know. Maybe I'll, like, watch some shows or something like that. And 
It's all like every time I do that, I just stay in a bad mood for the rest of the day. Yep. You know what I mean? Like yep. I just stew in it. And I just sit there. You don't there. break the cycle. Like you the got to do it different. Yes, that is so it, it's so hard because I know this and then I get in that situation I'm like, yeah, I know typically it's good when I leave and I'm always so glad that I did, but yeah, right. <laughs> this time I really don't want to. You know what I mean? Like I'm really not yeah. feeling it. Trust me, Brad, this time's different. It's so different this time around. Yeah, it it just goes to show like how much our brains self-sabotage at times. Right. Um but man, yeah, go that that was such a big part of it for sure, which is being outside, feel like just being somewhere oh. in nature. You know what I mean? Real quick, me and Destiny were watching a YouTube video yesterday, I think. And it was it was like barefoot therapy or something like that. Mm. And it was showing that uh walking around outside on like grass and dirt reduces inflammation in the body like scientifically proven that it Hmm. reduces inflammation in the body do i have to be wearing no shoes or socks for this to happen yes Mm, i'm not doing it 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 like reconnects you or something and like restabilizes the body yeah here's the thing about me barra this is a true story i (laughs) hate (laughs) walking around outside without shoes on i hate it Mm -hmm. Because the, the bottoms of my feet are very soft, okay? I blame yeah, my I mom it. for this. I was never allowed to leave the house without shoes and socks on as a kid. I never, like, ran around, like, barefoot in the stones uh, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And so the bottoms of my feet are, like, literally, like, baby soft. Okay, not literally that soft, but they are unbelievably soft. Every time I get a pedicure, the the person doing it is like, wow, the bottoms of your feet are really soft. And I'm like... Thanks. I'm I'm also very ticklish. I'm sorry. I'm about to like absolutely dome you with a with kick a kick. In the face. Oh, oh, so close. So many times. Um, yeah, that is. So I really like. It hurts. Like I step on one little rock and my day is like ruined. My wife, who like ran around in gravel barefoot all of her life, oh. will like could like step on Legos and be like, "This is nothing." You know what I mean? Me, I see a Lego and I'm 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 putting like a crime scene tape around it to make sure i don't get anywhere near it because i'm gonna ruin i'm gonna break my foot in half if i step on it yeah i'm kind of the same way as you i got some i got some soft baby feet on the bottom it's embarrassing i feel i it's (laughs) embarrassing how soft the bottom of my feet are i'm embarrassed about it do you want it to be hard like no i just want it to be normal (laughs) i want want a normal foot feel like how many feet have you felt that um, felt like soft versus hard. Uh, I, I don't know. I guess I haven't felt that many feet, but I know that like sentence. I know that is a really weird sentence. But I know that other people can like walk on a sidewalk without being in pain, without without shoes or socks on. Like, oh, dude, not those me. Random rocks on sidewalks are like daggers, bro. They dude, will they penetrate your foot. You're done for, man. And yeah. it's so hot. Like, <laughs> it burns me. It, it it burns. How do they do it? I walk, like, I go to the beach and I walk on the sand with my bare feet. And I'm like, ah, I'm like freaking losing my mind. I'm like, I'm like Bugs Bunny, you know, like, like freaking flopping everywhere. Because the bottom of my feet burns so bad. And my whole family's looking at me like I'm freaking insane the whole time. It's because, it's because I'm, I've got little baby feet. They're soft. Yeah, I can relate to that. I got baby feet. Bear, we should we should put our feet through the real ringer. You know what I mean? Like we we really just have to dedicate 
a whole like week to just absolutely annihilating our feet. We're going to walk on nothing but Legos and hot sand and hot asphalt, gravel. Um, and after that week, our feet will be like disgusting and calloused and we'll be men's men that way, you know? Is that better than soft? <laughs> we only have, those are our only two options, Bear. We're, oh, never, okay, <laughs> we're never aiming, we got to aim for an extreme, you know? There's no okay, way okay. we could actually hit the mark otherwise. Yeah. Um, all right, good answer, Bear. You know, you. this was a weird podcast, but... It was a good one at the same time. Mm-hmm. And if it wasn't, then really uh, one, you don't have to YouTube comment. It's fine. Oh, um, okay. We'll be back next week, maybe with harder feet this time. This time. <laughs> we'll do a foot hardness check-in uh, during uh-huh. next podcast episode. Uh, again, thanks to Factor. Go.factor75.com slash Backliners130 or code Backliners130 for sponsoring the show. Uh, betterhelp.com slash Backliners for 10% off. Um at BetterHelp, finding your your first few appointments. And, of course, Mint Mobile, mintmobile.com slash backliners. Um, We'll be back next week to talk about something or something else. So, Barra, you know what to do. Bye. Barra, that was a lot of pressure because we just said this was a good episode. And you were coming off a a, a rough buy last week, if you recall. Yeah, yeah, I remember. remember And that was really well done. I'm really proud of you. The pressure was on. The heat was turned up. Your feet were scalding. And you still managed to deliver. And something pinched in my back, and I've been squirming this whole episode. Wow. Uh, something hurts a lot down there, and flu i game. figure this out. Your version of the flu game. Well done. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Mail checks, invoices, documents, and everything you need to keep your business running. Get rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS. And with the mobile app, you can take care of mailing on the go. Make the same no-brainer decisions as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up at Stamps.com with code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.